Good morning. The Lord be with you. The grace and peace of Jesus Christ be yours as well. As we gather and worship on this Sunday morning, this is the first Sunday of the month. So, as is our custom, we have the Lord's table set, and we will go through the service of our Lord's Supper, through that ritual and liturgy, which is so vital to us. Even if we are not able to gather together in person, uh, it is important that we remember Christ's body and blood given for us, and that we do this celebration as he commands us in remembrance of him. Thank you for sharing in this time of worship. As we gather on this Sunday, we will share in a more comprehensive liturgy, opening prayer, call to worship, and again, the celebration of the Lord's Supper, in addition to offering the Apostles' Creed, as well as the Word. I invite us to share in this call to worship, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you, and also with you. The risen Christ is with us. Praise the Lord. I invite us to go to God as we pray. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hidden. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And as we prepare to hear the word of our Lord, I offer this prayer for illumination. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. The scripture comes to us appropriately enough from Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 29. These words speak to us of the institution of the Lord's Supper. Let us hear the word of our Lord. Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I shall not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, the family meal is something that has become more a part of our lives, I'm assuming, during this time of pandemic. Restaurants, for the most part, being closed, though I know we can do drive-through or, or pick-up or delivery. But as I look at, at my family, my children, Paul and me, and friends and family I know, it seems more time is being spent at home preparing family meals. Even though this is a difficult context in which that is to happen, I'm, I'm hoping we find some worth and value, some intimacy, some getting to know, getting to know each other a little better as we prepare meals, gather around the table. I'm grateful that Paul and I enjoy this practice together, and I'm grateful our children know of this, and they share as well in, in the fact that the preparing of meals, sitting at table, there is something of therapy in that, something sacred there as well. 
So it's only right to recall this being central to our lives as disciples of Christ, to know that central to our worship and service is this table. For me, it is one of the most humbling and blessed of, of practices in my ministry to preside at least monthly at the Lord's table. That is something that it's never gets old for me. It always has a new layer of meaning, and I'm always grateful and again humbled to be able to preside over the body and blood of our Savior. So I am grateful for the witness, again, of Bishop William Williman, familiar to many of us. And in his book, Sunday Dinner, Williman remembers the family dinners of his youth. And he writes, because of this Sunday mealtime, no one had to tell me what it meant to be a part of this family. No one had to tell me who I was or instruct me in the proper worldview for folk with our name. No one had to explain to me that I belonged or that I was loved. I learned all of that at the dinner table. If someone had asked me, who are you people and what do they stand for, I would have responded quite honestly, my people are those who gather at grandmother's dinner table. At the table, he writes, we were nurtured, initiated, and claimed into the family. There we participated in common memory, fellowship, and identity. There we found our place, our name, our story at the table. We see what Willeman writes about himself at his family's table is true for us regarding the Lord's table. Here we remember who we are. Here we remember to whom we belong. Here we are claimed, we find our name, and we are embraced by the most gracious of hosts. And we dine with one another, but we also know the presence of the most gracious of hosts, knowing that we do not dine alone. It wasn't that long ago that a minister visited a certain Mrs. Smith, and Mrs. Smith had lived alone since the war when her husband had died. Her little white home sits surrounded by trees, two bird feeders, and a vintage-era black dodge. The minister hoped his visit with Mrs. Smith would be brief, but discovered this was not to be. In her living room, seated in a rose-colored armchair, the pastor was told by this tiny woman, you'll be staying for lunch. He tried to explain he could not do that, he had much to do. You are too busy, said Mrs. Smith. Everyone has to eat, I'll get the table ready. Well, he protested no more, settled back in his chair. Please don't go to any trouble for me, he said. But out of an oak buffet came an ancient linen tablecloth, looking as if it had been folded there since time began. Then she turned to the china cabinet, and crystal glasses were taken in hand, Irish cut glass. Then the plates, platters, butter dish, and vessels were ready. I really wish you wouldn't bother yourself, the pastor said. I'm just on my way back to the office. You have to stop talking, Mrs. Smith said. I'm going to be in the kitchen. You amuse yourself in here. I don't like people staring at me while I'm cooking gravy. The pastor settled in his chair again, began to smell the biscuits rising to a golden brown, the ham sizzling in the pan, could hear ice tinkling in the glasses. He looked around the living room, saw the faded pastels and browning pictures of Mr. Smith, as she called him. He saw a tattered old Bible on the coffee table, not for show, but for daily use. The hostess came from the kitchen with dishes steaming. She announced, come to the table. The pastor sat in this large oak chair with impressive arms, 
Mrs. Smith's chair, she said, and he was told to give thanks. After a few marvelous bites of food, she said, Preacher, perhaps you forgot how difficult it is to eat alone. I never feel alone in my house except at mealtimes. Mr. Smith said we invite, when we invite, invited company for dinner, which we did nearly every other night, the Lord never intended us to eat by ourselves. Well, here we know the presence of the Lord and we don't eat alone. We are the guests of God. We are the recipients of his hospitality. And we know not only the closeness of one another, this time and place, we realize just how close God is to us. A gentleman named Frederick Beekner one Sunday was receiving communion. He knew the host pastor, heard the pastor moving along the communion rail from celebrant to celebrant. As Beekner knelt waiting his turn, the body of Christ, the pastor said, the bread of heaven, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. Well, when he got to me, Beekner says, he put in another word. The word was my name. The body of Christ, Freddy. The bread of heaven. Now, that wasn't unusual, Beekner says. The pastor did know his name and often would speak to someone by name as he served communion. But, Beekner says, the effect of calling me by name during this service of communion was extraordinary. It caught me off guard. It moved me deeply. For the first time in my life, perhaps it struck me that when Jesus picked up the bread at his last meal and said, this is my body which is for you, he was doing it not just in a ritual way for humankind in general, but in an unthinkably personal way for every particular man, woman, and child who ever existed or someday would exist, most unthinkable of all as far as I was concerned, maybe he was doing it for me and for you. The most gracious of hosts has set a place at his table for you. He knows you by name. He intends you not to dine alone. He asks you to come and dine with him, to know his hospitality for you, his body and blood given for you. This is as true this day as ever. And with you, I anxiously anticipate to wait that time when we gather at table one with another in the company of the most gracious of hosts, who even now knows us by name. Amen. I invite us to respond to the word as we share the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father. 
It will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord be with you, and also with you. Lift up your hearts, we lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You loved us into being and set us upon this place to give glory to you. And so with all your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. He is our good shepherd who knows his flock and we know him. He has laid down his own life for his flock. By the baptism of a suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. But the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you shall drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world of the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, to become one flock with the one shepherd. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, till Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray as Christ has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. I offer this closing prayer. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Unite us into the one flock of your shepherd. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And now, until we meet again, I pray you know the blessing and peace of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.